This might be episode five. Or it could be episode one. I mean, who knows? You know that uh, Javen Ivy is here in uh, my living room. Rob Shaw is here. And we open the show the same way every time, which is we joke about what order it's playing in. Yeah. I'm going to say... It's a super funny bit, so I think it's really going to catch on. Javen's smiling. It's, it's, a, smiling. it's, it's a, a laugh out loud. It's the third time you've used it and the last time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I listened to the last podcast and it was so hot. That when I listened to the last podcast, I got hot. I got reminded of how, of how hot it was. Yeah, yeah. And now, like, I feel pretty comfortable. You know what like, I get? I'm not as bad. You know what I get reminded of is, like, uh, y- you have to stop gesticulating on the table. You mean, wait, wait, like this? Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, it's funny. So here's the thing. Every yeah. fucking yeah. sound. But, he's na- but he naturally does it. So everybody else <laughs> does like this. Right. Like one thing I've learned about Trevor's mannerisms through doing this podcast is that he goes, let me tell you, there's a thing we have to get used to, you know, like that's his, that's how that's he great. communicates. You know, that was a good mic check. Cause I could see all of the levels hit yeah. red. Listen, nice. when I have to animate you, I'm going to know. Yeah, you got to hit hands. Got to hit the yes. table. Hands yeah, hit the meaty yeah. hands. Um, so uh, director Rob Shaw is here. Uh, producer Trevor Stewart's here. Uh, there are three children running around. If you hear little voices in the background, and Javen Ivy, who um, is a director, he's an animator. He comes from a family that builds motors. For race cars, <laughs> is it? Did I say that right? Yeah, 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 yeah. you're getting it. Okay. I'm watching you very intently yeah. to make sure you get all this. Uh, yeah. Javen Ivy is from Oregon, but he went to school at Pratt, mm. which is in New York State. Correct. God damn, this is good. Okay, yeah, Brooklyn. Uh, yeah, it's in New York City. It's in oh, it's in New York it's City, so it's in Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in a real place. And Javen Ivy invented. An animation style called strata stencil. And if anybody uh, hasn't seen it, you could literally Google it. Or I believe there's a website called My Paper Mind. Is that still active? Yeah, it's not, it's not even a website. It'll just be on YouTube and all of it's like, what is it, 72540? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. no, don't date yourself. <laughs> oh, it's fine. Just, just, just watch it in a when small I, window and it so looks does, great. To date it. In that I forgot that I did this. Yeah, like, I forget that that's like a thing in the history of my work. You mean the oh, yeah. strata stencil? Yeah, but you did it when you were still in school. Your th- I did thesis, that was right? Oh like six, oh seven, that I did that. Holy yeah, God. yeah, and and that's and I, uh, I met you. You were out of just out of school, right? When you came, I, I was, when was, we worked, I did an internship at Bent Image Lab. That's right. Between my oh seven and oh eight, like years. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Trevor, I've known Javen longer than you have. Yeah, technically. Get out of my house. Yeah. Not only known him, we've worked together. And <laughs> we worked together on a paper project, believe it or not. Heart Wait, the Wyden Kennedy? Uh, no. No, 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 no. That was just straight Javen. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> that was the, Javen the, on his own. The, the target no, the, did? No, the, uh, the uh, They Might Be Giants video with the little paper robots. Have you seen that? It's called I'm Impressed. I don't think I saw them. It's little paper robots. They were designed by it's it's like it's like fucking Rob Shaw All Stars going on in that thing. It's like Robots uh, and Explosions. Animated by Mia and Sarah Hewlin. 
Oh, Sarah. Fabricated by Javen and Diana Joy, right? Yes. That was the other person yes. on that thing. And Jamie Edwards and Elisa Stern, I think. Elisa Stern was on that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, designed by Bartek. Oh, that's right. It yeah. was like a whole... Wait, Bartek's a designer? He's oh. not just a world-class stop-motion animator? Oh, you have to see some of Bartek. Bartek really? is right. the... Super cool robot. He's in my, I'd say, top five robot designers. And that's not no. people I know. That's just my top five that's robot That's a bold designers. statement. I only know that motherfucker from, uh, uh, from his animation if skills. If he gets... Some, and he's a terribly nice guy. He's a terribly nice guy. And if he gets... Uh, if you get pictures... He's got to take pictures. He's like all of us. You know what I mean? He's just like when it's about his documenting his own thing, he doesn't do it. And so you're like, where are the, you know, his, he has ceramic robots that are, that will seriously make your brain explode out of the back of your head. Bartek. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Eastern European. Yes. Tall guy. Polish. Polish. Yes. Has a, has a red mustache sometimes. Yeah. Mostly full beard. Looks uh, like Yukon Cornelius from. Uh, he, does, he totally does. Keeps a keeps a keeps a used to keep a carp in the bathtub around Christmas time for Christmas dinner. We got to get Bartek on here. See, we'll get Bartek on. The carp is a pet. I, 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 I think it. I think it's. I think it's. I think it's a pet for like two weeks and then it's dinner. That's so sweet. And That's terrible. the way I know. It's the way. Wait, the but old... does everybody smell for two weeks for not being able to take a bath, or do they bathe with this thing and then the suave shampoo is like to be continued, man? You're gonna have to get Bartek on here, and he's gonna have to Bartek answer those questions. That carp um, tastes like fructis. But that's my. That was my introduction to Javen, and you came for Shell, right? Because you you would you would like seen oh, yeah. Shell's work and been like and reached out to Shell and said, "Hey, I want to do an internship at your company." Yeah, and even I got kind of that was on the legs of uh, a recommendation from Andy London. Oh, wow. Because Andy London was teaching at uh, the program at Pratt. Yep. And uh, he's another Andy one. knew Shell White. Andy has hey, maybe I could get. Advent. Andy's going to be at Ottawa. Maybe I could get Andy on the show. Oh, please. Like, Andy's yeah. hilarious. Dude, I just love let's do it. We won't have to talk at all. Get your labs, man. <laughs> Bring your labs to Ottawa. Andy's just going to talk the whole time. Yeah, um, heads up. We might be broadcasting from, from uh, Ottawa in a couple weeks. Yeah. 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 But, uh, but yeah, so, Jay, so this kid comes in. Kid, I have, you know, I don't know who he is. I don't know what he does. And they're like, you need to use him on your project because your project has no money. Here's this kid. <laughs> and then. If I had a nickel for every time I And I, I looked on that. his, I looked at his work at the time. This is much like your junior year work. Sure. And I was like, there's nothing. There's like, how serendipitous is this? Yeah. No, no, no. It was the, it was the reverse. <laughs> like, it was the reverse. Who is this? He was like, God no, because it. it was, it was my, it was, it was kind of on the beginning of my infatuation with papercraft and doing stop motion papercraft. Yeah. And, uh, big paper face. Yeah. And yeah. And you're, and you were like, it was very, and it was like, there weren't very many paper people out there, paper yeah. stop motion people. And here I've got this paper stop motion guy. And what's funny is then afterwards would become this kind of like, I mean, celebrity is kind of a weird word to use in indie animation, but it was kind of true in, in Javen's, uh, in Javen's case that like his, uh, his thesis film was this kind of like, you know, kind of like viral thing that got that, 
right? Yeah, people talking, people that yeah. didn't know Javen were talking about yeah. Javen. Yeah. I have a funny story about another intern who was like, I can't fucking believe that Javen would, that Javen Ivy would intern at a shithole like this. But I think like how for, for me, what a like serendipitous moment to like, yeah. to like meet you and work with you on something. I mean, that's not how internships usually work out. Internships yeah. usually work out where like, you get you're a stop motion guy and I need you to work on some fucking CG thing with me or something. Oh, yeah, you know, I this was super goddamn lucky. I know like, how lucky <laughs> I got on that because it was just at a point too where I had worked on something just kind of miscellaneous and then they didn't really know what to do with me in the art department, but I was still coming in to hang out. And mm-hmm. so I was kind of in that paper phase and I was just like making little like paper tetrahedrons and yeah, 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 yeah. And platonic solids and Saul's like, hang on. And he took what, literally what I was working on in my hand Mm -hmm. and he walked away for 20 minutes and came back and was like, okay, you're going to work on this thing with Rob. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. That's awesome. Because he stole your shit and went into Rob's office and was like, look at what this fucking kid's doing. Meanwhile, he probably came to my office and here's one of the things, one of the things that I would love to talk about is, uh, is your is your brain how your mind works and and how how that your approach to animation is i think very specific to you i think you're a great animator in that you can animate any stop motion stuff here here but i think uh i think like if i had you know if i was like the animation casting agent uh, there's there's a lot of things that i would be like that's a fucking javen thing javen's got to do this thing and a lot of that is is what I how how at least I imagine your brain and one of the things is I imagine Saul running in my office and showing me these things and me being on my computer using super expensive CG software to do the most rudimentary version of what you were able to like sketch out with your hands because you (laughs) because I think because I think that one of the things about you is that you have your your where your brain is where uh where an artistic side and an engineering side in stop motion kind of meet and i think um uh i need help to do those like for the engineering side i need help i need a i need a computer to say like no 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 when you put these two triangles together it makes this pyramid whereas i think you're able to like look at things you're able to pre-visualize that and look at that. And I even and say... I can save you in that I'm going to tell you that that's actually going to look like a pancake. Right. <laughs> but didn't you, it, it, but it's in your blood, right? I mean, you come from you, you know, come from yeah. a family that's like literally making fucking engines yeah, and you know, shit, you know, right? Like, and it's funny because, you know, me as a person, like by the time I was 18, I'd been working for my dad for like six years and I was like no more and I'm going to go I was going to go teach English and then I was going to get into like you know television and video blaze your own trail you know blaze my own trail and I went through this whole circuitous thing where like I'm going to learn how to communicate and be a communicator and like express ideas and these ideas that I have and it like works me back into like all this stuff I like yeah animation and the moving image and this can combine this and this and like I'm taking all these pieces and putting them together you're like basically building <laughs> engines all <laughs> over again right? yeah. <laughs> yeah totally <laughs> totally now, I ended up based, but fortunately it's not like I'm a klutz this is why like I've kind of worked into like the engineering of animation is because it's all of this stuff that fits like on a desk within like a venue that's right in front of you you can get your hands on and that sort of if you drop something it 
like it, there's a possibility it'll break, but it won't like crush someone's limbs if you drop it. Mm-hmm. Right, 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 right. So really, this is like a better suited. Yeah, place yeah, yeah. For me yeah, yeah. Because when you trip over or trip over a cable in like an engine shop, you are losing something, or someone else is losing something. It's life and limb. And have you ever uh, seen? Have you ever watched the Found Footage Festival? No. Okay, you have to fucking watch the Found Footage Festival. But one of the things that they have, they like every year, oh, they have another videos, one. They have videos. a they have a um, insurance uh, safety videos. It's the fucking best thing. They're so good, <laughs> dude. And I just that just makes me remember we watched so many of those in auto and metal shop when I was in high school, mm-hmm. and how terrifying they would be, and like how ridiculous the situation yeah, yeah, yeah. would be. Yeah. And how just over the top everything was to get the point across of how dangerous the things you were working with. There's, there's so many things about them, and I know that we're going on a tangent here, but there's so many things about them that I love. And one of the things that I really love about them is the like is the really unintentional humor that I feel like you couldn't. I feel like if it was intentional, it would it would really be you know comedy genius? The level of like, there's a one shot where a guy falls off of something high up and then they cut to a shot on the ground and there's all this compositional space given to the ground. And then this little off to the side, there's like this stack of stacked up metal and then he falls on the stacked up metal. And there's a long, there's a long beat before that. And you're just like, fuck, that's great. Like that's such a great thing. And like, I, I don't think that anyone was thinking this is going to be hilarious if I make everyone think he's going to fall. No, because those guys aren't like stack of metal. They're not careful storytellers. No, they're like HR departments. Yeah, right? they got to go. Like, yeah. You got to go. So like, right. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Anyway. Uh, but if anybody uh, uh, doesn't, uh, if we if we, if we fail to accurately describe what strata stencil looks like, or uh, Javen describing these tetrahedrons, um, I encourage you guys to go just Google. Or Bing, or Lycos, <laughs> or Ask Jeeves, or yeah, or Ask Jeeves. Um, my paper mind, yeah, uh, and you'll see uh, what we're talking about with Javen. It is, uh, it's really unique and it's gorgeous, and I can't put enough of an emphasis on the fact that it is a brand new um, animation style, yeah. and was. And when you guys were talking about, oh, people were talking about Javen and talking about Javen's work when he was still in college. People were talking about it, but also institutions were talking about yeah, it. Yeah. You were getting calls from advertising agencies and from institutions that were like, "Hold!" Just like like when right. Will Vinton started playing around with clay, and advertising agencies were like, "Holy shit! I've never seen this before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's yeah, use this yeah. to sell Coke." Yeah, yeah. And unfortunately, I, I, at that time in my life, and I, even I say that, but probably now I wouldn't know what to do. I still don't know what to do. Um, like. I don't know what to do with the phone calls. I don't yeah. know what to do with like the agents or the clients. Or, like, right. I, I was at a point in my life, like I, that was all very new to me. And especially in like the animation industry, you get a call and you get excited, right? Absolutely. Like, you know, that's an exciting thing. There's a million dollars on the other end of the phone. Dude, all these prospects of all these yeah. things that could happen and might happen. And when you're in that moment at that state in like your career or your mentality, it's all for sure gonna happen yeah right? yeah, like yeah in your head it's all for sure and this is like the one thing that i and it's, it's, i call it cynicism or jaded or just having gone through everything now and where i am at my point in my career like i don't bank on anything until it actually happens yep. until it actually comes through which say like i'm much more sane yeah <laughs> like I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm a much happier person because uh, i'm not consistently let down it's like 
I try not to get excited. I try to be enthusiastic about everything that comes down the way because yeah. everything is cool. Like when it's in that conceptual phase, when it could happen, the potential <clears throat> for anything is immense. And that's a really exciting phase to be in. So like enjoy all of that process. But like, it's really crazy when you're like a senior in college and you're like, this is my break. This is going to be it. Sesame Street's going to give me this much per episode. Yeah, the thing. yeah, yeah. And then they just never call you yeah. again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, Wait, was it Sesame Street specifically? Were, were they one of your, your gentleman callers? I never signed an NDA. Yeah, they were. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. Um, Which and is also when you're in college, it's a weird thing where Sesame Street is... The dream, and it's because of what Sesame Street was to all of us growing up. Because yeah. I haven't watched Absol Sesame oh, Street man. in a long time, and I don't know what's going. I don't know what they do. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how it relates. But I was just talking to Saul about this the other day about how influential Sesame Street was because it's because it was like all these looks and styles that you didn't see anywhere else, and they all stuck with you. I mean, I still, I, you know, Teeny Little Super Guy is still something I use oh, yeah. in treatments all the time. That and, and Singing it, Orange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. And um, uh, King of Eight, do you remember that? Yeah. It's like the mini puppets. Anyway, this is all stuff that, like, it, it's not, it's not together enough that it would be given its own series or whatever, but Sesame Street would have a segment and the dream, you know, when you're, you're you're like this, like, you know, indie animation kid in college, you're thinking like, I don't want to get out of here and work for the rest of my life redrawing the same project. somebody else's character yeah, yeah. day in and day out. I want to go and have Sesame Street give me a little bit less money, but like have me work on these segments and get to make stuff that's going to inspire the next generation of kids. So I feel like right. I, no one believe me. Sesame street was not fucking calling me in college, but I understand the, Hey, me neither, man. I understand what a thing that would be. You know what I mean? Like that's oh, yeah. not, it's not a step. I think from, from some people's perspective who go through their lives wanting to work on the next gumball or, right. uh, or transformers. Like I understand, uh, that to them that might sound like the step down, but I feel like to guys like you and me, that was like, that was like the Holy grail at the time. Oh yeah. And even at that time, like any job, especially like, you know, the hard hit was I graduated in 08 and I'm, I'm boom. I'm in the middle of New York, right? I got New York rent to pay. I've got my entire college education and discovering very quickly that I was like, we're in the middle of a recession. There's nothing happening. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm foot oh, in right. the door oh, wait, anyway, right, right. anywhere. And like, I, I was very privileged in that, um, like that paper thing did get a little bit of attention and it did get the attention of, uh, Pess who kind of took me under, he needed somebody to help him out on stuff. He was getting to a point where his, even his own personal projects were getting a little unmanageable to do on his own. Just and, in case anybody doesn't know, he's talking about Pez, the, the, um, the, world famous indie animator who's done uh um like endless amounts of of stop motion animation with uh found objects and he's like you know like another kind of holy grail in our industry you oh, know yeah. as someone to work with like he was in my like top three yeah. animation heroes of all yeah. time list you yeah. know like um, he was like part of my, like ice, we did icebreakers yeah. in class. Actually, this is part of how I met him is because my instructor was like, 
I know that guy. I'll put you in touch next time we're at like a festival. That's awesome. Thing or whatever. Just Andy um, again, or is this somebody else? This was Patrick Smith. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he does a lot of great drawn stuff, a lot of fun, stretchy, gooey, mm-hmm. really cool. See um, the one that did the short film that's like a guy coming out of a guy coming drink. out of a guy? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I do know that. He also directed uh, Daria, and uh-huh. he did uh, the Zoloft Dot. Got him his first chunk of change. Well, I can't say first. I have no idea, but like, <laughs> um, I can only imagine the Zoloft money was bigger than... Uh, but he was also a reoccurring money. director on Daria? Yes. On the TV show? Yeah. That they're bringing back? Are they? Yeah, bring it back. Come back. Yeah, yeah. Um, your um, you got in touch. Your professor got you in touch with Pess. Yeah. And then is it Pess or Pez? Pess. It's Pess, yeah. right? And so Pess, right? Like you can imagine in your head, there's like an avocado that turns into a pair of dice that turns into like the little red Legos that get kind of cooked and and there was like some chairs that were fornicating on a rooftop yeah i think yeah. that that was the big breakthrough on one was the uh what was it called furniture sex or rooftop yeah, roof sex roof, roof sex. sex that was yeah. him going from like the cool thing about his like animation upbringing is um you know he i believe he was in school for for painting and then was working at an agency and working in that advertising world and um where it's all cocaine and lies. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, and uh, he got his start there and was at a point where he was directing a couple of things, like live action stuff, but really this idea he had, like the idea for him is the most important thing. And the best way to translate this idea into something actualized was in stop motion. So he picked up a Bolex camera. Mm-hmm. He shot those chairs on the rooftop on the sunniest days he could so that you know the lighting's not changing and he just he just kind of did it he did a bunch of little tests with teeny tiny chairs mm-hmm. on like the kitchen table yeah and um you know stop motion he came to it like he didn't um pursue it sure like it just was and he wasn't a traditional it. animator either no or not even a non-traditional animator he just wasn't he was like you said he was a painter and he was working like in a copywriting division of a ad agency. More than that, like I'm not sure. Like he was, he ended up um, directing some stuff, and then it was like he had to, or maybe one came first or whatever. In any case, he like quit his job to finish this film. Like he put his eggs in this basket, and then that was the thing, and then that did turn into those phone calls and and uh, that attention. And he's the kind of person, as a personality, as as a human, as a communicative person, he can take that and turn it into something he wanted. And he knew that language instantly because he had already come from AdWorld. Yeah. Yeah. He knows how to deal with the agency and the client and uh, work with them to attain like this great mutually beneficial relationship, right? Like they give him work that he likes doing. He gives them work that they like selling yeah. and they, everybody moves forward happy, you know? So he got representation from a couple of places for, um, you know, America for the States and for international stuff and then just went from there. And where, okay. So where in the Javen Ivy timeline? So it, it's 2008. There's a, uh, there's a recession. Um, you are in Brooklyn. How long were you? Did you remain in New York and working with uh, with Pess uh, before you uh, returned to the West Coast? Uh, I did another year in New York, and that was like there were two or three Pess jobs. There was like Scrabble we did in New York, and then we went. I 
got to get on a plane and go to London for a job, <laughs> and we did a thing for no shit. Go to yeah, um, it was really cool. They put me in like like it was its own rented flat thing that was really super tiny and like crazy IKEA compact, and like you had to like unfold the the washer and dryer from out from under the oven or whatever the hell. But um, that was a whole fun experience. And, and that was um, for a commercial. This was for a commercial. And, uh, and so Pess had been hiring you as an animator, going back to, again, like yeah. non-traditional animation, looking at your paperwork and then looking at uh, Pess's work. It, it feels like you were already in that neighborhood of taking found objects and being able to give life to these things. Right. And that's the kind of stuff that I gravitate more toward. Like, I pursue and enjoy and love animation for its ability to change the way we see things yeah. and kind of tweak on things that already exist. Um, whereas like a lot of like character and set driven stuff is built around the idea of um, taking a, taking this world and bringing it to life. You know, this, this very curated, carefully designed um, built world. Whereas I love it when you just like take things and use them in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you still know they're the things, you know, it's almost like a magic trick where you're seeing, you're seeing uh, these, the way that you're seeing these things in this new light is you're seeing things that you understand, but they're moving in ways that you understand to be attributed to other things or, or even like oh, you did the, you did like those like crystal tests, those like, the, yeah. Oh, and, that's right. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. and I think a lot of that, to me, the thing that I love about that stuff, and I feel very like, I feel like I'm, 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 I'm somewhere like on, if, if we're, if there's circles and there's a Javen circle and then there's like a character circle. Yeah. I'm somewhere like on the fringes where those things start to intersect. Yeah. Um, and what I loved with that was that it was just so like, it was like pleasing physics. You know what I mean? It's just like, it's like you you're it's again it's like a magic trick it's like watching something that's being that through through movement is tricking you into buying that something else is happening right and that's like your core of like entertainment right is like giving people something in a way that they didn't expect that that makes sense yeah but in a different way um and that that stuff keeps me engaged that stuff makes me pursue more animated stuff and and Pest was like already working in that world. That's kind of like why we gelled is that um, he wasn't really, he's not interested in like building a puppet and animating a puppet. Like he wants to see um, things that remind him of things turned into things. You know, like mm-hmm. he, there's, there's cores to his ideas that are entertaining in that sort of magic trick way. And um, so we get along on, on that level. And then, um, so... After like '09, it just gets a little rough. I'm doing a lot of like After Effects work, just doing general stuff. And I decide I'm gonna take a break. Like I had a crappy landlord. I had a <laughs> basement apartment that flooded with the last year I was there. I had a basement apartment that flooded with raw sewage four times. Oh, dude! Right. So like everything I had after the first time, everything is like up on yeah, yeah, yeah. pallets, yeah, yeah. and like yeah. everything is always yeah. up out of the way in case it ever happens again. I hit, I hit, I hate to leave town, like. It's just all of that general anxiety pressure yeah. of living and living in New York and my hackles are always up and I'm not quite as fast as someone who belongs in New York. You know, like I, I can be fast, but I can do it in spurts. I can't maintain that New York pace. You know? Wait, like, what? It's so fast and crazy. And I'm like, I need a break. You had, okay. I mean, I've heard horror stories about New York before, but 
let me just ask a dumb question. So when you say raw sewage, you mean like 37 people's shit and piss, like mixed together well, in, into a stew. Two sides. So really it was only like maybe 15. Okay. Then, <laughs> That's way better. Okay. It only really flooded like when somebody, just when the, the trap at the front of the building hit. This is very fascinating to me because I was also like, <laughs> as it's like flooding my place, I'm calling the super and like, how can we fix this right now? Yeah. And I want to get in <laughs> things right yeah. and just wait yeah. and you don't want to get it's dysentery I don't yeah. want to get dysentery yeah. so at the front of the building there's like the trap which was built too small it's like a brand new building not mm -hmm. up to all the right codes yeah. you know two floors up there's a screw that went through a copper pipe because the constructor it's it's 08 they constructed the building filled it with tenants with the intention of flipping it to someone who could then buy it and landlord it so it was owned by a construction company. Yes. They are in no way prepared to be landlords. Right. Yeah. Right. And they were dirty. Like these guys <laughs> were, they were so cheap on all the construction and stuff. So the trap fills up with cat litter. What we find is cat litter at the front because someone three floors up is dumping their cat. You know, the cat shits are great. Dump it in the toilet. No right. problem. Right. Easy right. breezy. It fills the trap in front of the toilet. <laughs> yeah. Easy breezy if you've never lived anywhere before. The lowest point is my toilet in my basement apartment. And it comes out from under my toilet uh, and just like goes from there. So oh. when someone, it gets backed up, someone takes a shower. So it's like a lot of shower water, but it's also all right? of like yeah, but it's, crap that yeah. comes yeah. through yeah. Nobody wants taken, gray right? water in it's your taken, fucking basement right, either. It's taken, it's shower water, but that's just adding water to the shit concentrate that's over by the trap yeah. so like yeah you, yeah you, it's you, like spraying it's like spraying yeah. the orange the orange uh the orange smell stuff on yeah. poop yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Like, now it's just poop <laughs> right <laughs> right <laughs> which i do prefer to just straight up poop i have to say sometimes people complain sometimes people complain that like oh, i don't want to use air freshener in the bathroom because you're just covering up the poo smell and I'm like you know that's still better I'd it's rather better. I'd rather have anus there. plus than just anus but it's but, still there yeah, it's still yeah. There. but also truth be told it, Rob Shaw's office <laughs> four it's feet kinda, from the bath from kinda, one of the bathrooms at if, if air was like plumbing my office would be the trap <laughs> That's why you burn candles all the time in your Fuck, place. Fuck, man. Oh, candles, man. essential oils. And essential oils. That's right. Last I time a, I was in there. I got a fan oil. cut into the into the editorial server room that's always on to try to <laughs> combat. Hey, you're listening to Indie Animation with Trevor and Rob. You know, while you're listening to us banter on, go ahead and click that subscribe button on the app that you're using so you can get all of our episodes the second they drop. Now back to the show. So, yeah. So I'm going to go back to Oregon and take a break. So you were like, I'm going to take a break. And then yeah. where is Oregon? I mean, where in Oregon is um, is home? Portland. Well, I, I and did you so, up in Sherwood? For some reason, Sherwood pops no, in my no. head. No. Um, but it's kind of similar to that in that, like, OK, where are you from? I'm like, I'm from Portland. Yeah. Oh, you know, Portland. OK, great. I will yeah. tell you then that I am from Gresham. Oh, you know where Gresham is. Okay, I will then elaborate to be like, actually, I'm from Troutdale. <laughs> oh, you actually know where Troutdale is? I live in a suburb of that, which is Fairview. So really, I'm in like sub-sub-suburb of Portland. That's where I grew up. You grew right? up in Fairview? Yeah. So that's on the way to Mount Hood. That's on the way to go skiing, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, yes and no. It's kind of like you'd have to like take a left and go through town to get to Fairview if you're on your way to Mount Hood. It's actually just like out... 
um, I eighty four. If you yeah, went, sure. If you went down, there's outlet malls at the trail at the the Troutdale yeah, exit. Biggest, that's like Troutdale's biggest attraction. Yeah, is the outlet malls. Yeah, yeah, right by the outlet malls. It is right by the outlet. Yeah, that's yeah. where I grew up. Yeah. That's great. And uh, little Kenneth the old belt. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, Sneakers half price. KB Toys. Oh no. We had these. There were these action figures we kept going back for called Snailians. They were. In no, they were barely snails. They were just like little weird static action figures that uh-huh. had like that little rubber. It was like a little rubber, like half circle, uh-huh. like half orb that you flip inside out, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. And then you then you wait for that to pop up. Absolutely. Uh-huh. So yeah. it was like a giant version of those. They were freaking terrifying. Mm-hmm. Like when they finally snap, like if you like the joke would be you take the little ones and put them on somebody's skin and haha, like snap them. Yep. Yeah. These ones would like they didn't have a hole, so the suction was way too strong, uh-huh. and they when they snapped, they hurt like hell. Yeah, so they yeah, were yeah. Great. We yeah. wanted we wanted them, as many of those as we could get. Our hands right, on. right, right. So we kept going for that. They were like two dollars a piece, you know, clearance action figures. I want to stay on this for a minute. I know uh, Trevor's Trevor's so Trevor's looking at me because here's what happens. This no, no, what, no. I'm here. No, 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 no. I'm here because I got my questions too. Because no, what no, we've no, seen I'm on here. the show is like what happens is like. There's a story that's developing. There's like a chronology, and then uh, I just keep shooting it off at the knees to go down the side street. But so KB, so here's the thing. Here's the thing with KB. KB was already, KB was already like the fucking last stop bins for toys. Uh-huh. Already, yep. uh-huh. like you got shit at KB that like Toys R Us turned down, right? And uh, so the KB outlet. Sounds like, I mean, it really sounds like someplace I could spend a whole lot of time because those are the toys I want. Like I still like when I, when I go, if I find a good dollar store, yeah, I'm hunting for transformers. Oh, yeah. I'm hunting for like whatever I want to find, like the off brand that got done in China. I want to find like the Malaysian off brand of that. Yeah, like that. It's like mislabeled. It's like double down. Color Spider. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, yeah. The Incredible Hulk, who's just Spider-Man painted green. <laughs> um, so, just to, like, so uh, um, when I was growing up, we had a mall in uh, downtown Philly called the Gallery. And the joke about the Gallery is, at some point, it just became like this fucking violent place. But for a while, it was fine. Like most malls in America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Jesus and, Christ, uh, right? And, uh, um, um, but it was like, you know, like Toy Store at the mall, they're not going to have, at least in Philly, they're not going to have a Toys R Us at a mall that has its own building, the KB Toy Store. Yep. And when I was a kid, my dad would give me a dollar to, like, leave him alone and go somewhere, be somewhere else. And You get garbage pail kids? I could get straight up shit at KB for a dollar. Here's a couple. Here's a couple of highlights. Things I could get at KB Toys. I could get. Um, I could get uh, snap together Robotech models oh, for a yeah. dollar. They're about like Ooh. a six inch little guy. Yeah, those are good. Kids. But the snap was just torso and arms kind of situation. No, no, no. It was, it was like a straight like up the geometry. Like two halves, like you had to cut them out of the sprues. Yeah, it was. Oh, it was like wow. a real. It was kind of a real model. Yeah. I want to say. I could get. There were these things called. What are they called? Uh, Muscleman? No, oh, yeah, I got Muscleman. Oh, I got Muscleman. Yeah. They also had a thing called Ants that was like they were they were like put a period after each letter like it was an acronym. Yes. Oh, fuck. And Absolutely. they were like military little rubber ants. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but there was things. I think we were called Captain Eagle. I can't totally remember. But anyway, they were 
like two inch tall die cast metal war action figures and they were a dollar like that was like their selling point was like we are a dollar did they articulate were they little- yeah and they like star wars articulated yeah, yeah. you know what i mean but like they were they were die cast metal and they were like they're all like in gold uniforms and they were all like like in the 80s it was already this like dated idea for an action like the 80s was about fucking robots and ninjas and fucking space fighters and shit like this this was some like like you know fat guy with a beard and like the main guy had like a patch over his eye and a green beret it was like it was like kind of like a 60s I patched a story like implied story that's history that I patched but I fucking loved like KB I spent so much time at KB Toys because like Likewise, like literally, I think I I bet if we were to dig into it, I bet their business model was some sort of clearinghouse for toys. I bet they were not but, a first run there, toy yeah, shop. But there was some sure. featured stuff because I remember they had oh, yeah. uh, 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 Cabbage Patch dolls were near the uh, near the register. Yeah, but it would be like just enough to get people in. I but it was Black Friday. I worked at Black Friday. Javen, go up to the front. We got three. Like, I'm like yeah. 18 or 19. And this yeah. is like my first like, like I'm not working at the shop anymore job. Uh-huh. And so I here's, here's, here's Javen. Here's Javen blazing that I trail. Like yeah. the bagging guy. And like I would go back through and face stuff. That was like my job was like yeah. facing and like bagging. And what does facing mean? Wait, that's the act of like. What is facing? Have you ever worked retail? Nah. What? How? How? Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> So facing is you go through the aisle and you make sure that all the boxes line up with the edge of the shelf. Oh, okay. Right? So that everything yeah, yeah. looks... Oh, from straight. all the kids fucking yeah. with it and moving yeah. it around. Oh, and yeah. Like, you know, oh, all like, the yeah, little Robbie the Shaw's going in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's all your fault. Messing actually. things up. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so it was just... We had like maybe... You know, six or seven Game Boy Colors. We handed out tickets to the people that were in line. Like, you want a Game Boy Color? Okay, anybody beyond this point... If you don't have a ticket and you want a Game Boy Color, that's out. what you're here for, we're gone. And this is at 6 a.m. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Like, you try another store. Right. Uh, we had two Pokédexes that one woman came in rabid for. Yeah. And, like, just, it was just all this, it's all this stuff, you know? It's, do people like, still, do people still fight at toy stores? They used to. On, like, Black do, Friday. Do, do toy stores still to. exist? There's some, right? Like, the like, just went up. Yeah. I guess Am- Amazon, there's your toy store. Right. Yeah, or, or Finnegan's, or I think, the is Disney still around. Toy, the Disney Downtown, store. Right? How are you going to try before you buy? Yeah. Yeah. How, yeah. Like, the the world is the changing. Toy store is like, it's the store that you go in that everything, it's like every color. Every color of the rainbow is in yeah. that store. Yeah. You know, like Candle Shop, it's all like, you know, you, there's like color palettes for every store you go into, but the toy store was like red, blue, green, yellow. And also, a, yeah. a toy store is where, where kids can be before they're... Oh. Before they're like preteens, you know what I mean? Like that, like you go to the you go to the mall. Yeah. What 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 do you do? And you take your like, do kids go? Do like, does anyone take little kids to the mall anymore? Because what are they going to do? They just go to the Apple Store and play on the pads, probably. That's a good idea. I feel like that's the only like that's Apple it, store, right? They're like watching it. like YouTube like trending videos. Yeah, on or the, they go to the GameStop. IPads. Actually, that's what it is. It's like yeah, games oh, are so much GameStop. bigger now. Like they probably just go to they go to yeah. GameStop. They go to like they go to the Target and they just play games in the video. But have you guys the- been into a Barnes and Noble lately? No. So they got this thing happening at Barnes and Noble. I noticed over the last couple of years, like 
10% of the store is now toys. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like not... aisles of toys, yeah, yeah, yeah. man. Like, not yeah. one aisle. Yeah. Like, I, like, like four oh. or five or six aisles I, of toys. I, actually, I can say this. At, at, at Lloyd Center, it's, they've yes, got, they've got yeah. uh, two toy sections. They they've do. got a kid's toy section. Yep. And, and they've they got like a nerdy. Dude. And I'm yeah. pointing at myself, a yep. nerdy adult yeah. toy section. I, I'm pointing, yeah. too, because yeah. that's where I would pick up the hard-to-find X-Wing miniatures game models. Yeah. Yes. The ones no. that were like going yeah, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. That you would play with Dan Driscoll. Yes. <laughs> I feel like I would come. Dude, that was great. I would come I'm back to the like, studio late at night after stuff. getting hammered, yeah. and you guys would be in that room playing... Uh, X-Wing. You guys were playing X-Wing, oh, yeah. yeah the X-Wing, the tabletop game. The models are so good. They're already They are good. Like, they're beautiful. I don't even care about playing the game anymore. I just like having the little <laughs> spaceships. You know, spaceships are the coolest. Well, that's almost... So that's a good That's a good segue. Let's go. So we're going to go back to... Yeah, we're going back in time. Javen Jobs. Well, then it's like, it's like oh, oh, 09 and 10, and like nothing's going on. Like, um, eventually... Like, you know, there's, I get back in Portland, not much is going on at Bent. I decide I'm going to stay in Portland because, like, I'm broke. And like, yeah. moving back to New York is a pain. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really want to be there. I like Portland. I grew up here. Mm-hmm. Like, as crappy as the weather can be, like, it's it's amazing. Yeah. It's and and as here. small as, and, you know, compared to some place, like, compared to New York, the animation community here is not as big. Yeah. But compared to any other city anywhere close to as small as Portland, the animation community is kind of huge. Oh, yeah. Like, the I animation mean, community here is is freaking amazing, and it's only gotten larger since then. You know, right? Like, I mean, we have. Well, I think the, the movies started coming out in and... two thousand nine, didn't they? Right. Isn't that when right. Coraline so, came out? February two thousand nine, baby. Yeah. yeah, and he knows because he was on it. Yep. Damn yeah. right. Damn right. And uh, so, Portland, Portland was a good place to like come back to. It was all. It was all right. There was enough like potential for me to get work and it was just a good fit for me rather than go to LA. And this time also Pess had moved to LA. So he calls me up and like I got I get to fly down to LA to do a job and that was fun like as he he gets started doing stuff down there. Wait, did you move back in with um with your parents in Fairview when you returned to Portland? Close, my brothers next door. Really? Yeah. They're like literally next yeah, door. Yeah, yeah, like literally next door. And yeah, and it was it was a rough time. How know? long are you there for? Uh, I want to say like, well, it was a little bit longer than that. It was, it was probably about six, seven, eight, you know, something. Was it weird psychologically going from like the city, four years of education, like drinking $18 beers at a bar. (laughs) Right, right, right. And then suddenly, boom, you're back. Like with your family surrounded by deciduous trees. um, My, my dad introduced me to somebody at the shop that he was talking to. And I was like, oh, where are you from? I'm like, I, I'm like, oh, from New York. And my dad's like, no, you're not. <laughs> right, right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. not. So that, that was a point in my yeah, life where, yeah. like, New York, like, built me up. Like, I was, yeah. like, teeny tiny, like, shy Javen. Yeah. yeah. Not that I'm still not, but, like, this had totally exploded my world wide open into, like, having discussions with other human yeah. beings in a very, like, who the hell are you sort of way. Right. Also, New York is, like, New York has a has a thing, too, where, like... You know, I have the very high percentage of people that say like, oh, I'm from New York. You know, they're not from New York. They've just lived yeah. in New York for the past few years. Yeah. But like more than other cities, you know, no one says I'm from L.A. if they were born somewhere else. Yeah. You know, but New York has a way of like you want to be a New Yorker. And also for a lot of people, uh, it is like it satisfies a um, a thing that they feel like they've always been looking for. You know, I feel like. As someone who's an East Coast person who ran away from it, uh, it always kind of like 
feels very strange to me, but I know a lot of people who were from Nebraska or from Kansas or from uh, Georgia and they go to New York and they're like, oh, this is this is the place that I've been waiting for. It See, fills yeah, the gap. I feel that way. I feel that way now. Like you and I, Rob, we've been to New York several times for business. And yeah. Setting up shit. Um, but I still miss, uh, I feel like I'm going to die having missed the opportunity to live in New York. Visiting has been fantastic, but uh, that's what's so, I'm, so I'm envious of you oh, yeah, and your flowing bad. shit out of your toilet. Looking, looking, yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> I have my New York stories. Yeah, you know? yeah. I, I have moments where I really miss subway stairs. It's a really weird feeling, mm-hmm. but I love like going up and down the stairs all day. Like yeah. that was a, that was a thing that I liked. I liked going down a set of stairs in one part of town and then just getting on this magic fucking portal that takes you and you come up another set of stairs and you're in a totally different place. Yeah. And it's the coolest thing. It blows my mind every time I think about it that that's a possible thing that happens. And it's just one of the, it's just a little thing. Yeah. But if I, you know, I, I could, I would, I would have a huge, I would have a bigger list of, Portland things, I would say. If I ever moved away from Portland, I would have a gigantic list of things that I miss. I miss things when I moved to a different neighborhood here. I went back. I I used to live uh, off of Lombard down in North Portland, and I was there this weekend, and I was driving around. And, and like, even, like, I passed what used to be the video store there, and I had, like, a little nostalgia pang. You mean the old West Coast uh, Fitness that was there? Yeah. It was was, uh, Videorama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All that nostalgia is profitable, man. Yeah. It's, like, it's amazing. Like, Portland is a different place for me now. And, like, like going around Portland and, like you say, it's all those little things you miss. Like, Trevor's Pig. You can hear that in the Mm -hmm. background. Oh, yeah. Can Mm -hmm. you? Come here, Grape. Yep. (laughs) Come here, girl. But, like, things around Portland that have just changed, have adjusted, and... It's a new place, and it's hard for me, as somebody who grew up here, not to be curmudgeonly and not be like, change. Yeah. Like, everything sucks now, and everything's tall buildings and whatever. And whatever. Yeah. It's hard to get into, a, for me, to get into a frame of mind where I'm like, all right, something new, something different. Like, let's see what this has to offer. Yay, more housing. Yay, more whatever. Mm-hmm. Because, it, yeah, and we're all kind of cringing because whether or not it is good for us is yet to be seen. And because it's still happening. It's, it's, yeah. it's literally it's still. Ter- yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It will always happen. Yeah. And, and I got to say, as someone who came here, I came here in 99. And honestly, com- when I came here, everybody was bitching about how Portland had changed. Yep. 99. I, you know, I kind of feel like like my sister, you know, who grew up in the 80s in Portland. I kind of feel like she was singing the same fucking tune, dude, in the 90s. And it is about gonna how change. much Portland had changed. It is going to yeah. change. But I got to tell you. There's things like, there's things like the Hollywood Theater. Yeah. Nobody else has. Yeah. You know, they Wait, just. Is that the the adult theater? No. <laughs> Everybody has adult theaters. No. The oh, Holly- the Hollywood. The Hollywood. Oh, oh, I'm thinking of the one on Division. Okay. Oh no no, no, no that yeah. one that's an adult. Oh, theater. the 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 Hollywood is a non-profit theater that basically can like cater to its community and show things that don't have to make enough money and that the crazy thing is a non-profit theater and they always sell out so obviously they could totally be a for-profit theater yeah and a great model for for-profit theaters but they 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 show i get to watch kung fu movies on 35 millimeter tonight 
I'm not going to go see it. But tonight they're playing Inframan, which is like uh, the Shaw Brothers version of Ultraman. It's amazing. And they're playing it. Is it in Shaw Vision? Yeah. Yeah. And it's 35 millimeter print, blah, blah, blah. And then they, you know, we had... Uh, Movie Madness, which was the 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 greatest video store in we the country. We still have it, right? We do yeah. because the Hollywood created a Kickstarter or GoFundMe That's or something. Right, 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 right. And now they're a nonprofit, so now they're protected under the same umbrella that that like honestly, like we take things like that for granted because they're already here. But if you know, if you go to if you go to Philly. Things like they'll have totally different things. I'm not putting down Philly, yeah. but I'm just saying they'll have totally different things, but they're not going to have that thing. And I don't care how many people from California move up here and how bad the housing gets. The fact that anyone even talks about it or the fact that that we try to hold on to those things that are so Portland is a it's a rare thing for a city. But it has. But that but that if you if you plot that change from, say, when Javen returned in 2009, right? Yeah. So now, which has like basically been 10 years, just looking at the animation landscape, um, Leica was really the only game in town because yeah. House Special was still part of their division. They were the Leica yeah. commercial. Yeah, yeah. their yeah. commercial division. You had Bent Image Lab, which Bent is still alive and kicking today. But really, that's all you had. You had those two houses in town. Yeah. And just in the last 10 years. Well, you you kind of had other stuff, though, that was like tangentially related. You had like right? small like, you satellites. Had, like, well, you had like Michael. You still have Michael Curry. Sure. Know, like, yeah. Like they do those huge puppets. Like the skill sets still apply. Like right, right. Yeah. You were drawing from was all the same. And the other things, the other side jobs you could do around town. Like not that Portland really can do that anymore, but everybody used to have a side job, right? Like mm-hmm. everybody had a day job, but they were a musician at night. Yeah, yeah. Right? Or yeah. like you worked all these freelance like gigs for like bent or or you building things or making things or making art or making stuff. Uh, as like a side job and maybe you worked at a coffee shop or like yeah. I, literally like after I got back into town I've had several like, side jobs I worked at Biddy McCoy. remember we had meetings at Biddy's we had meetings where I would meet you yeah because what is Biddy McGraw's is that a bar it's an Irish pub it's now rebranded to O'Malley's yeah it's 46 47 62nd in Gleason 62nd okay right so oh yeah 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 I know where that it's is. It's a great Irish pub. We, we were working on a TV series together, Wait developing a, minute, six, a TV show. That's the 62nd would, or just the 60th? Yeah. Yes, 60th or 62nd. Uh, I think it's the 60th because right. yeah. then you, you, I turn left there to go to the Fred Meyer up there. Yeah, yeah. A little bit Let's bore the fuck out of listeners yeah. with like really colloquial <laughs> directions. I'm going to upload a map to our yeah. website. Uh, um, um, but now you have these. Yeah, absolutely. There were these satellite and these. You could still be an artist in Portland, um, but now, like, holy goodness, just going through your recent resume, Javen, you have worked at um, a studio that uh, has only been here since uh, 2016, I want to say, right? Mm-hmm. So it's only been about two years, maybe, maybe we're, oh yeah, I think it'll be three years in October, but Shadow Machine is up here. So when you look at Leica Entertainment, you know, they've done four pictures, their fifth picture is going to come out soon ish um they were really the only big animation in town then you had commercials how special and you have bent image lab and now you have shadow machine who you know originally produced the um robot chicken back in the early aughts celebrity death match and a uh, celebrity death that match that was- no that was mtv that was Just- mtv and uh and a, they four walled it i don't think it was oh, an actual they? 
uh, it moved a cup of coffee in Toronto, but prior to uh, that, okay. I think they just built it. They just put it together. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. was live action people and animators. It I think that's like all animation I've, production company. I didn't even realize they moved it to Canada, but I know like I think so. Yeah, yeah. I know when when they when they were first doing it. I think yeah, they just like I think Mark Luigi did the yeah. had this show and they had to like build a stop motion show and there were no stop motion shows. At right. the time. So yeah. it was really like, it wasn't like, oh, we'll go to this company. It was like, it was like, hey, let's hire a bunch of That's animators. That's like why Robot Chicken was so groundbreaking because there wasn't a stop motion show. Yeah. You know, being, yeah. especially with that kind of turnaround. Yeah. Like nuts turnaround. Yeah. Robot Chicken. They've established this crazy, um, you know, industry like standard of like a robot chicken like schedule, right? yeah. Like we we say something is like robot chicken. Oh, we even talk about you know? the animation style. Like, like, yeah, hey, well, this is robot chicken, and you yeah. know, yeah, this is what yeah, it yeah. has to be to produce like the right. the amount of of stuff that the, that has to be done for mm-hmm. the show. You know, um, the I think the irony is that now, okay, let, let's pretend that of the three listeners who actually listen to this podcast, three million, um, maybe that would be, that'd be amazing. Um, you know, maybe they're like a senior in, you know, art school or something. They're listening to this and they're thinking, well, maybe I should move to Portland. And it's like, what's happening right now in 2018 is that the opportunity for work as an animator in Portland is the highest. I feel confident in saying the highest it's literally ever been, um, thanks to new media sales, but also thanks to just the opportunity of how many employers are up here now. And there's even more satellite offices because you have, um, uh, if you're a CG artist, you have Hinge Digital, you have Refuge VFX, you have Hive, you have Blue Sky, um, uh, and then you have a, a tier that's even smaller than those, which is like super genius, right? That's like making video games. Mm-hmm. You have this huge ecosystem. I, and I, I would only temper that yeah. with the the trade-off in there is, and the thing that really has changed since I moved to Portland is that the stakes are really high to keep the work going. So when I first, when I first moved to Portland, uh, it was because, uh, because housing and cost of living was so much lower. That was my, that was the other point. Yeah. Yeah, Portland, Portland was a pretty great place to be unemployed. Like I, my first couple years of before I started directing, when I was animating, I was constantly going to this place or that place for six months and animate and then when the job would run out, I wouldn't stay. Like, you can't stay in yeah. San Francisco yeah. and be unemployed for any conceivable amount of time. But you can come back to Portland, and I was sharing a room for 225 a month. You know, it was just like, I can live wow. off this forever. Right. You know, and that, so that's not there. So the one, one of the hard parts is like, uh, if you don't have roots in Portland to be able to weather the tough times you know, I don't know that the times are so good that you're going to be able to, unless you come out specifically for the company. If you came out for, you came out to work at Leica, then yeah, you you'll have a, a yeah, you have a job at Leica, and they give you that thirty six hundred dollar relocation <laughs> right. re- you, relocation you, package, right? But if you come yeah. to work at a smaller commercial place, you know, commercials are you know it's a couple weeks of work yeah. and then yeah. not. But it feels like Portland has become closer to the San Francisco model in terms of it's not as affordable to live here. Um, just as a, a quick anecdote, I moved here in 2000. I returned here. I'm from Portland. I returned here from Los Angeles in 2006 and bought a house for 170,000. 
right? 170,000 on half an acre. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Big, huge four bedroom house. Mm-hmm. Um, you've been, you went to that house at one point, sold the house, uh, eight years later, right? The house right now uh, is listing for seven hundred thousand dollars. That's yeah. crazy. So yeah, yeah. so that so terrible, it, I mean, so like, so that house has increased in value by half a million dollars in eight years. So had yeah. any of us had Insanity. the money to invest in property in two thousand six, we wouldn't. We would. We could care less about how the animation industry is doing in Portland. <laughs> right. Right. No, we'd have expensive <laughs> microphones right now. <laughs> right. The listeners could hear us properly. But would yeah. we be indie? That's the thing. Would we even be indie anymore? I will always be indie. Yeah. Fuck the man. Yeah. James on the fence. I, I mean, yeah. well, that's the thing. Is like for me, and my life has been, and kind of continues to be, like not quite job to job. It's like I make. You know, I do X amount of jobs per year and I might be unemployed. Um, let's say, let's just say half of the year, half of the year. I'm not actually on a job. I may be prepping for a job or I may be going in and talking with people about a job that's going to happen three, four weeks down the line. And again, like a job could be happening next week. We're literally waiting to hear feedback right. on like an animatic right. and whether or not that pushes the entire schedule a month. Yeah. Right. Right. So those sorts of things are never super stable for me. Like, when was the last time you had a side job? The last time like I had sidey a side, side job. Like sidey side, like Biddy's line cook job. Um, I was doing deposition digests earlier this year. What does that mean? Yeah, what so the f- a deposition digest is you get the transcript of Ooh. people, like basically like two lawyers and a and a just someone giving testimony, not necessarily just a person related to the case. And they, this is, I'm sure super interesting. So they, they just talk, they have their interview lawyer, people, there's a transcript. I take that transcript and I, and I go page by page and kind of summarize it in like kind of a little bit of legalese, but I'll take like 180 pages and turn it into 25 pages worth of reading that someone has to do. Mm-hmm. And I get paid a dollar a page. How a dollar page page that is, has been, do you ever just make stuff up to be like, okay, well, no, but I'm told I probably should have, where do you, how do you learn? Uh, cause I have, I, I couldn't do that job cause I have you no like a quick training and like, it's real simple. Okay. It's, cause I have no confidence in my, you can do it. No, okay. like if you, if you understand the English language and I mean, kinda can, can like write out in like. A little bit of formatting. I mean, kind of. Because it's not for everybody. Yeah. And, and realistically, I was slow doing it. Uh-huh. Like I wasn't making more than like you know nine or ten bucks an hour when I was right. doing it. So right. it wasn't a thing that I was like, oh, I can just chill, do this between jobs. This was like, I just need to pad my bank account. This, sure. Yeah. I bet month. too. I bet if you not that this is not advice. Yeah. I bet if you did it for like. I bet if you kept doing it for a year, it would then get into that, like, you would then get into that, like, uh, uh, clerical brains oh, yeah. uh, cycle where you're yeah. like, you're, you're not even comprehending. You're like, digesting. you're watching stranger out. things while yeah. you're like, yeah. yeah. And I mean, some people can do that and make yeah. 30 bucks an hour at it. Right. I'm not one of those people. But yeah. you did. I found out. Yeah. And that's, that's why I haven't got, like, I haven't called them up. I, you, the great thing about it is 
you just pull the thing down and do it on your own damn time whenever the hell you feel like it. Yeah. There's not a big rush turnaround for it. Yeah. There's not like a big deadline. Right. Like, so whatever. Basically, the faster they, that you do it, the more they're going to hand you. Right. You know, so that's all up to you. But that's the kind of like side work that is ideal for someone like me when like realistically they know I could drop that job at any second to mm-hmm. go work on the cool stuff that I right. enjoy doing. You yeah. Know? But no, so, this job that you did, that you were describing, the, the deposition digestion, yeah, which doesn't have to do with eating. It does not. You, um, you did this job between shooting the pilot for Adult Swim and then the series for Adult Swim? Or you uh, did that, this that after the series? I, I did it before the series. You did it before the series, but yeah. after. But you were on the pilot too, right? I was, but the pilot happened like what? Like March a yeah of last year. Of yeah. Last year, March, yeah. 20, yeah, yeah, yeah. March, April, 20, so this 16? is for it's airing right now, right? It's called the Pilots Out, The Shivering Truth. Mm-hmm. So the pilot's available on Adult Swim, uh, and then a six episode run. It's gonna have seven. a six episode run. Oh, but that, so the episodes haven't aired yet. They have not aired yet. They haven't. Um, so, and that was a thing where like, even after we got done with the pilot, it's like the, the whole thing, you tell everybody it's going to happen. They're going to buy it. We're going to do it. We're like ready right now yeah. to make this show. So everybody's like, all right, we just roll off this job. It's okay. It's only going to be like a couple months downtime. Yeah. And then because the industry is the industry and adult swim is like, maybe, maybe not, maybe mm-hmm. like that goes on. Like that goes on. Who knows how long? And like I roll off of a job like that on the pilot and me as me, I go, it might happen. It might not. I don't care. I'm going to go on. Yeah. Move on. Yeah. yeah, Move on. Yeah. It happens. Great. But you have, as Jabe and Ivy living in Portland, Oregon, you have relationships with job providers and producers that are in Los Angeles, like Pess, for instance, will call you at least once a year and say, hey, will you come down and animate with me? You have producers at Bent Image Lab that seek you out and directors that seek you out that want your animation talent. Um, You have a relationship with Shadow Machine and the producers there. So they're pulling you over for that. Um, And you did you ever return to Starburns? Did you ever Uh, work at Starburns after Anomalisa? For Chris Toodle. I did some Lego uh, Batman stuff. Yeah, exactly. Was, yeah. Really fun stuff. And that was more for like Chris Toodle, you know, because of your relationship with Chris. Mm-hmm. So you have, Working so, with him on an Alisa. um, and, and based on those, I guess what I'm getting at is kind of like teasing out what the life of a freelance director slash animator is like. Cause like Rob is a slave to the man because he's a director, but he's also, um, he's a salaried director at Bent Image Lab. So he, so you don't actually have the luxury of doing a lot of freelance, right? No. Yeah. I mean, my, my, I, I do, I do freelance, but it has to be not stuff that's covered under my, you know, one of the things, the thing that makes me valuable to them is that they have exclusive representation of me right. uh, for commercials. So they can't have me doing commercials for other people. That's really where the value is. It's not in the day-to-day work, you know, so like. But, it, uh, but it's in preventing other people from working with you. Yeah, yeah. But which has never prevented you and I from selling no, 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 because TV or film yeah, yeah, yeah. because it's, it's not part of your contract. TV, I yeah. do TV, film. I do music videos, yeah. stuff without them. I've, you know, I've dabbled in. Uh, actually, I haven't done m- much of this. I've done more. A, a lot of stuff I actually end up doing through Bent because if I've got four things going on. It doesn't make sense to like, oh, I'll do this web series on my own, on my own time. It makes more sense like, no, just bring it 
through yeah. Bent. And, and not then, to knock Bent, because it's great. No, no, Bent is, uh, has been a really great incubator yeah. in Portland. And talk about a big fuck you to the man. I mean, Bent is the... The, the original, original fuck you. That, that was like, their start, right? But they're... <laughs> the, <laughs> wait, where are you going with that? No, no, no. I, uh, I know where he's going. The people that started Bent Image Lab were people that came from, like, Vinton. Yeah. Right? That's yeah. where they right. got their start and were like, well, we could do this. Yeah. So they did. Yeah. And they did. And they're the only studio, the only satellite studio in town that has consistently been around for 13 years. All the other studios have... Um, they couldn't weather the storm. And I think Bent Image Lab is a really interesting playground because um, there's not a lot of oxygen and there never has been a lot of oxygen. So as a director, as a producer, as an animator, you are forced to um, to make everything sing on your own Mm -hmm. because you don't have the world and you don't have the resources that you um, you make it work. It's like the bad news bears. I think what like I would almost use. I mean, you get actually, you get the fucking big budget jobs, Rob. But okay. a lot of the other jobs, the, <laughs> the fucking the shit I've produced there, yeah. man, I've had to like bleed on the budget. Well, but that's kind of like the that, that's kind of which is fine again, which is totally fine. The industry, right? Especially yeah. when when we have tools now that have enabled us, like as creators, even for everybody who you could hire for stop motion, anybody who gets hired into Ben or whatever, like has the capability more so than they used to of just like doing their own stuff. Absolutely. Um, and part of that is, is driving down costs from a weird headspace from like agencies or clients where it's like, well, this is easy now, right? We have computers now, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. this is easier than it used to be. So it shouldn't cost as much. Right. Or you can do more. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's something that I would, we feel like is pressuring us. I have, I don't know. I have a lot of takes on that. I would, too. I would argue though, that that's a lot like that. That's not where, the money drain is going on. Like I, I, I think that's where we look at it. It's almost like when, when, when newspapers look at like, oh well, uh, you know, online news is, is losing us money. And when they actually do studies, they're like, no, there's no. actually a bunch of other reasons. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and a like bunch of other reasons. I think um, is the important. And I, and I think you know, like I, I think, um, I think the crazy thing is, is that uh, it's actually in. From what I can tell, it's it's it is that it is that, but it's like it's this other side of that, which is because the tools, because there's so much more access to the tools, there's so much more um, substandard, mediocre work, right. and then there's a client base Ooh. that can't tell the difference between yeah. those two things. Yeah. Right. So you'll get people that'll be like, oh well, we we could hire this company who just started in Kansas to do the same thing that you're doing. And we look at it and we go like, no, they're not doing the same thing. This is literally two guys with construction paper who don't know how to animate. But if the person with the dollars can't tell the difference between the two, why would they spend more? You like that? And that's one. And I think part of that difficulty is coming from, um, instead of having two places where, so you're a company and you've got two places to spend your money on, advertising now there's 30,000 billion different places sure. you don't have more money it just gets cut up into yeah. smaller well, I sections want, i want to use that to sort of segue into like <laughs> the idea that all right maybe you are two people in wherever with construction paper but you do know how to end yeah and like for me like and to see it the, the you can you have all these tools available now to you that if you are capable and if you are um, 
uh, of a mind that you can actually make all this stuff happen in a way that it ends up with a good product. And that's why you're here at this table, Javen, because you're an indie motherfucker. uh, Right, but Javen also brought... Uh, as you're saying this, this institution came to mind. That is exactly what you're describing that you brought to the table that actually you introduced me to. I'm not sure if Rob met him, but these motherfuckers in downtown Los Angeles or right near downtown Los Angeles, young kids put up an animation production company together called Open the Portal. Oh, I know those guys. You yeah, know yeah. Those guys. yeah. And they are. I'm so fucking envious every time I see their yeah. their online posts or I look at their short films that are like playing at the South by Southwest. Yeah. I'm like, God damn it. Javen I mean, actually, Javen uh, is, Javen came up when I met them. Yeah. I, I met the guy who did the music. So uh, uh, what it was, was I was uh, like taking a oh, tour wait, of the you studio. you did a tour of the studio. Uh, I took right. a tour of the yes. studio. Yes. And, um, and, uh. And we just mean those guys and, and stop motion is one of those things. Hopefully that the, it comes through on this podcast. Stop motion is one of those things where if you stick around long enough, you kind of know everybody yeah. like everybody knows everybody. And, and then it's and then it then you get into weird, awkward things where you meet somebody and you and they don't know you and you don't know them. And you're like, what? And everybody's like, oh, you know him. That's Bowler. Everybody know Bowler. And you're like, I have not met this man. <laughs> but like, so we were taking this, we were taking the, I was taking the tour and then we're up there talking to them. And I hadn't, it hadn't, I hadn't made the connection. And then we, I look over and they had one of those, the little mini, uh, uh, synthesizer things that you turned me on to. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Right. Well, whatever they're called. What are they called? Yeah, they're the Teenage Engineering. Yeah, Teenage Engineering. And I looked at that and I was like, oh, fuck. I, I, it's so hard for me not to spend all my money. I have kids. I can't fucking buy oh, yeah. a thousand of these things, but yeah. it's so hard these not to. Yeah. These things. Right. And so I'm like, I'm like, and I said that to the guy and he's like, I was like, my, uh, my buddy Javen turned me on to these things and they were like, Oh yeah, we know Javen. We work with Javen all the time. And he's like, Oh, I actually made some music for Javen. And I was like, Oh, fucking our thing. I don't know if I should say it on the podcast. Oh yeah. Let's not say the name of it, but yeah, exactly. Our thing that we all worked on together. And I was like, I was like, you're the fucking guy. Okay. Now it's, you know, and it's like, uh, that, that actually illustrates to me one of like the things about our industry that I love so much, which is that like, like one, I go and meet people, all these different things, and there's no like shittiness between studios of like, uh, at least in my like, in, in the freelance world, everyone's pretty cool and interested in what everybody else is doing and not yeah. being like a jerk, like this is mine and stay away, and, you know. And the other thing is that I had a guy who gave me advice. I was I was uh, uh, when I when I was. In the worst section of, there was another recession before the 2008 one, around 2001. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and that was my recession. Mm-hmm. And I was, you know, kind of freaking out and like, you know, I could, and it, and it just felt impossible. It felt like there were these, it felt like there were only one or two stop, stop motion jobs. And I was always in the back of the line. I was always like the new guy who couldn't fucking you know like if i could get through and i could animate on the show people would hire me back but i just couldn't get there because they were like the nightmare guys were already there they you know they were taking up those jobs yeah you know and and uh and i remember talking to a friend of mine um who was who had been around a lot longer and i was just like ah it just like it's 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 really hard to keep to keep trying and he was like he was like listen this happens it happens every 
It happens every once in a while. And I'll tell you what, like, this is the thinning of the herd. So if you can just hang on and keep doing this, you'll be part of the herd. And the rest of those yeah. people are going to start new careers. Wait, and they're no going to do new things. Wait, can you, can you say who gave you this advice? It was Scott Norland. I don't know if you know him. Norland, yeah, he, sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, he's a friend of ours passed away a few years ago. Yeah. Um, he was a fucking certified maniac in the best way possible. Uh, but he, it was like some of the best advice I've been given. And I look around all the time and I, like, I look at you, Javen and I'm like, Javen's a guy who fucking survived the thinning of the herd. Like that's, yeah. that was, that was you, if you figure out what your way is, how you're going to maneuver, you are on the, you're on the list. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're, you're one of the guys that people call when they did, yeah. when they, when they crewed up for the show, uh, I got a call from the, from the producer on the show who was asking me about some other animators and stuff. And she, the first thing she said was like, Hey, and I'm sorry for stealing Javen. And I was like, you're not stealing Javen. <laughs> Javen's a free man. <laughs> and, and I will always like, uh, I like, I would rather you like walk out of my job and, and do what's best for you than to like, you know, whatever martyr or sacrifice for my job. Like I, I'm always happy for I think people that do things. I think we all share that same sentiment of like supporting each other. Even if, even if it means we can't work together on a particular project because right. you're off chasing, you know, yeah, doing right. something different. Yeah, I sure. feel like we're all like yeah. incredibly supportive, yeah. you know, Anybody in that in way. Industry, yeah. Like was going to find that. And, th- and that's just the way it works. And it's great. And it's like, you do have a little bit, there's always that of like, Oh, I can't get them on my job because they're on the other yeah. job. Yeah, I'm really happy for that. I always, I always, yeah. have, I always have this weird thing where like producers will be like, "What the fuck? He he fucking backed out of my thing," and I'm like, "No, he backed out. No. He, he backed out of two days for two months' work." Yeah, exactly. He, that's like a, that's a thing. You got to get. Know? You got to. You just got to get used. to That's this. what separates me from other producers. Right, by right, the way. right. Yeah, right. it's mostly the producers who have that kind of yeah that but, territorial kind of feeling can i can yeah. i i just i don't want to miss the chance at this one this other thing that i think is very javen-esque and then i'll just I'll, I'll put it in your court and let you talk about it but it, one of the things that i think is um that i also uh, i relate a lot to javen as a as an animator um i think partially because even though even though i do character work i've never felt like the pixar disney guy you know and and i uh and i've worked a lot with javen over the years but one of the things uh, um one of the things that makes me feel very alike to Javen is that um, you always do shit. And I feel like that's kind of my, you know, like whether or not I'm ever successful in the things that I do, I'm always doing them. And I, and I look at Javen and I'm like, Javen's always doing shit. And, and, and like the indie spirit of like, when you're talking about being in your basement and, you know, you're talking about having a contained space, you know, like I think if I'm going to nerd out with someone about, um, the idea of a mobile animation unit, I can't think of anyone other than Javen who will totally get that, get why that's such a special thing. Like, like, you know, when you see like painters where they've got the, they've got the easel, that's the backpack. Mm -hmm. That's the fucking dream, man. Have a, have a, have, have your laptop dragon, Jim Burkett Moco setup, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, like that, that level of, or, or that, whatever, that segment of the indie spirit is, is where I really am yeah. and where, 
where I see Javen doing completely different, totally different type of stuff. But like yeah. in that same thing that I feel like Javen, if Javen, Javen became a plumber tomorrow, full-time plumber, he'd still be making animation regardless, you know, and you can't say that about a lot of people that do animation. And to me, it's funny you say that because I've been feeling like a weird disconnect as of late in being able to like, not find the, find the time is the wrong thing, but like find the, I'm going to say space, finding the space to work on my own animation. It's been a lot of being, you know, being fortunate enough to be somebody people reach out to, to work on things. Mm -hmm. And I go and I work on the thing and I'm kind of been in a mode where those things are so intense that I get done with them. I can't work on my own stuff while I'm on a job sure. anymore. Like it's harder yeah. and harder for me to do. Well, especially the type of jobs that you've been on lately too, because sure. working on a three week commercial job is totally different than working on a show. Yeah. Really it like yeah. the time when you're not working on the show, you need to be resting for the next day on the show. What, like it's, what it's was intense. the show? Was it 15 weeks? Um, yes. 15 weeks of, of full animation. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which was awesome. I don't think, I mean, I don't think I've ever had a job that long straight. Yeah. Mm -hmm. in, in terms of animation. In regard to animation. And it's kind of surprising that you are uh, as good an animator as you are. Um, without that, I feel like it's, I feel like the, the shows like that are the very best training in the world because sure. you're, you're not, you're doing nothing but all right. day long. Yeah. And, but you're also, you're, you're forced to, you're forced into this like learning zone where like you're yeah. trying to do a good job, but you're not, you can't be precious about anything cause you got to move and right. you got to get those frames done. And I think that's, that's where I felt the most like my, my, I got the, the, muscle memory for yeah. it. Yeah. And I learned, and f to that regard, I learned a ton doing that show. Mm -hmm. Um among which is that like I I have enough animation chops regarding character or whatever, but like I am never going to actually push on like my get better wall enough to break through to some of the levels that some of these other people are on. Like mm -hmm. like some of the the level of skill Involved with some of these people mm -hmm. that animate mm -hmm. on all of these major things is incredible. It's not my style of animation. I'm not interested in like going that way. I can do a job that um, I can attain a result that is good, and I can adapt to a style, and I can do it. But like I personally don't have a desire to go work on a job at Leica because of Leica's yeah. specific style. Sure, right? and I don't. It doesn't interest me. Like I say, like I'm back to like making objects move rather than characters. Yeah, that's yes, what... there's character yeah. involved, but mm -hmm. they're not, like, limbs, puppets, smoothness, breathing, like, all of the, like, super hyper eye, eye move mm -hmm. details. They're all beautiful things that I understand, I can appreciate, and I can do in a pinch, but I don't get thrilled about the idea of doing that every day for two years. Yeah, yeah. and that's why I you feel know? like looking at your body of work over the last ten years... Um, holding holding the character animation aside, of which you're fucking awesome at. I think you're. I think hey, you're I not going to give yourself enough don't credit. Don't sell yourself yeah. short, but I, I totally get what you're saying. Right. Yeah. Uh, and I think, and I want to say, uh, it's because you're a director. I want to say that's, I was, that's exactly where I was you, headed you, too. You, right? do, exactly. you do animation. Yeah. You do all of this stuff great, but it's because the thing that you are holding onto is is um, a little bit more 
macro than micro on yeah. the scale of yeah. what interests you. Yeah, that's true. And and part of that is maybe a little bit wanting to be a director or what's left over. Like, I don't have... Or what's left much. over. <laughs> well, honestly, I don't have as much of a desire to, like, be a director as, like, I once did. And part of that comes from, like, working with so many people and um, working with so many directors and just seeing, like, what a director is in a like just walking into the room like a director has nothing to prove in general right like you can walk into the room and you are the one in the room who doesn't have to prove themselves yeah you're the singularity you know, that yeah. i don't be crazy like i don't feel that at all feel that. <laughs> you may not feel that way but i feel like i have something to prove no but everybody's reaction day. in the room contributes to that right contributes and, to that and like room you, temperature yeah you know, you're one of those people who, who, who do have that where you walk into the room and and like you don't, you don't need to be the person proving themselves. And, like, I, I can't shake that. I've never really been able to shake that. It's like I love working on small projects behind the camera. But mm -hmm. It's hard for me. It's the same way of being, like, in front of the camera versus being behind sure. the camera. Sure, yeah, yeah. You know? it's, I love to attain a result for somebody. I love to solve a problem yeah. for somebody. I love to, you know, do puzzles. Um, it's hard for me to hand someone a puzzle. And yeah. say, here, do this and, and please do it. And maybe way. I could communicate it. I could yeah. actually make it happen. But like whether or not it's the, the core place of where I want to be as a person on the project, I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm never I, and maybe it. director wasn't a good – maybe maybe in my mind I'm using director and what I really mean is is filmmaker and not okay. director. Not a, not a position of delegating necessarily right. i will go there too absolutely uh, yeah but yeah. but yeah filmmaker but but and and not to lessen um what the what the most brilliant animators do because i because i i actually am in awe, a complete awe of it and i don't think that the thing can take place without all of these different uh without people being really passionate about really specific things yeah and components. being able to see things that I can't see. That is why amazing things happen. Yeah. But I think that, that, that the things that interest you are, are, uh, basically like maybe more where a lot of things intersect than where any of the absolutely specific, because I, right. I, I would say like, right. I, you I, have I, a great I, engineering mind, but I wouldn't put you as like, as like, being a an armaturist either right do you know like, what i mean I love the whole process i yeah. love doing armor which you can do right, right exactly and, and which you have so done hard to not do it all like stop motion has all this cool shit that you bring together right. like that to me is like the core of what makes it interesting and fun and what keeps but me engaged i and it. and how go ahead how you exist in my head too also yeah. as someone like when i you know obviously i i try to have you animate on anything that I can have sure. you animate on. Likewise. But, but, yeah. but like, but, uh, but in this, like, like, uh, in the, like, again, ideal casting sense of, of you, I always think of like, if there's a thing and I need that thing done beginning to end, I need a satellite thing. Yeah. I totally yeah. think of you as the person. And I, and, and I also think, I think it's because you do have that, that is how you work and it is what you're interested in. I, I do. I think that also you do have a, um, uh, collaborative nature where you could, where you, you would delegate whatever the things were that needed to be oh, yeah. delegated Unfortunately, to. Unfortunately, I'm in an industry where like 
people like two desks away or desks or workspace or whatever, like I can be like, that person is better at this. Yeah. And look, I can have them do it. And yeah. There's no like, there's no ego threat right. there. It's just like yeah. how we do the things, you know, how we make the best possible things work with the people around yeah. us who can do it as well or better than we can. Yeah. Well, know? I, I want to throw out there that in looking now that we're doing like a deep analytical dive on Javen Ivy. I don't yeah. know you didn't sign up for this. Jayvin. You're in a rocking chair. So if you yeah, need yeah. to rock back yeah. and forth to yeah. feel better, yeah. or you could it's lean fine. back yeah. is that, um, looking at a couple things, um, again, going back to strata stencil and, uh, going back to the, um, tetrahedons that you create and just imagine if you, anyone's ever played like Dungeons and Dragons or, or magic when, you know, you have a, a die that has like 18 sides. Javen's taken a die where, um, each one of the sides is an animated pose. And when you, when you turn it, you know, in a specific direction, it begins to animate. My point being is that, uh, just like how Pess has a, he created this, uh, niche that we hadn't really seen before using all these found objects and stuff. Yeah. Stencil is awesome, but I still, I don't think I have seen your full work yet, to be totally honest. I think you've been doing so much fucking character animation in the last like five, six, seven years that, um, and we've talked, you and I've talked about this over the years too. I still think that there is, um, there's this entire undiscovered world, uh, that Javen is in control of in animation that we haven't got to yet. Sure. And yeah. kind of almost the terrifying thing about that. And, and it relates to everything being so easy to work with. And it is so easy to make the thing now that it's like crippling to me to work on one thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's like, I can start that one and another idea creeps in and it's like no work on me instead. And it's just like, I have such a bad finish it reputation for my own work. Uh -huh. I've got, so much started stuff or so much just like concept and stuff that never even hit paper. Yeah. I got stuff that still creeps in and goes like, remember me? Like I'm an idea. I want to happen. I'm like, yeah, but I really want to go play video games right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, you know, whatever. I'm really bad at that. I'm really bad at like giving those things the attention they maybe deserve. And uh, I've got like other things that I've for some reason crawled into like this stupid video game community. Not stupid. I love them all. Like I, I, get really involved with this video game community because we're doing things like broadcasting gameplay and I'm getting into broadcasting um, this, hesitate to say esports thing, but that's what it's like. Red Bull's got us, got their hooks into us now. <laughs> There's money coming down the line for us to do an event over here or work on this thing over here. So right. it's a totally different project that's demanding my time. Yeah, and but which is healthy, which is part about being a well-rounded a human being and it'll enter it'll enter into the thing when yeah. you do when you do get back under the camera it, exactly when right. the that timing is right that stuff's all exactly. gonna work out i yeah. mean yeah. like i don't you know we, we, trevor and me doing a podcast what the fuck you know what That's i mean but I like it, it'll I know, right not really silly it'll 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 do you something will happen do you have to pick up your kids okay uh, in a minute uh, okay? i'm all right i'm all right, right. Okay. Um, i just want to make sure you're carol's not going to call me i want to say this too this is, doesn't even have to be part of the podcast but i just feel like that you should know this, that like if I had an animation company, I would try to get you to be a director. Like I yeah. know that you don't maybe don't like the day to day directing thing doesn't yeah. seem that beautiful to you. And, and sure. also, uh, you know, you've 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 had uh, a few kind of like not not well pushed false starts 
into it, I'll brush, say, in my, in my, yeah. in my, in yeah. my experience. Or people literally stealing Strata stencil and, and calling it their own. Anyway, sorry, not to slow you no, down. No, no, sorry, what I've seen, what down. I've seen, and I don't think that's protectable. You know what no, I mean? Exactly. I think when, no, when, no, 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 when, no, no, no. when Pez came out and, and Pez was really hot in commercials. Like that's the, mm-hmm. one of the crazy things is like Pez's short films are super successful and super well-known and blah, blah, blah. And that paved the way for his commercials. But it, his short films were so commercial ready in a way that most interesting short films are not that, uh, he was huge in commercials. Like, yeah. like, uh, like you could watch Pez commercials almost like they were films. You could appreciate them. There was a, yeah, it was like a diesel one or something. It yeah. was like, I was like, I was like, this is watchable in the same way that is, that is films are, uh, people tried to rip it off and, and, and what he's, what he's able, what would he, what he was able to do is do something that like, well, they're not as clever as I am with, with what I'm using and how I'm using it. Yeah. And so like and you can do object, an- object know? animation <laughs> yeah. has existed since the beginning of film. Yeah. Uh, so it's not that his process is new. It's that his take on these things, like the very best the, the thing that the thing that I'll say that it, like the very best Pez film to me is when there's uh, um, the thing that's, moving that's representing another thing both the thing that it's representing and the thing that it is are significant to me as a viewer you know so i look at uh it's not just that whatever it's not just that it's a a dye that's being used as onions but it's in this in this moment the onions mean something and the dye means something to me. This is a very bad example that I'm using. Keep going, man. I'm with you, brother. I'm with you, If I had his films in front of me, I could could do a better job. But, like, he was able to do that where, like, other people... I still see him. I see Pez ripoffs on on Instagram every day. And I'm like, yeah, you found two graphic things that look like other things, but I don't give a shit. They're not speaking to my childhood they're not speaking yeah. to my but that's an, but that's another creativity. podcast of like how much really shitty fucking animation is on uh, instagram where it's uh, like 12 frames fuck. a second but also there's so like, awful there's good stuff too. i know oh, there's really great stuff too like, absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. Like, oh yeah. That, that, you know, that comes yeah. with like the peacemaking of like yeah. making it so any idiot can use it is yes you have idiots that can use it now but like you also have people that may not have been able to use it that can use it that can express like all those yeah yeah things. but I, I would just say that like i've seen i've seen how i've seen some of the the times when you've um, directed or been on the road to direct things and I feel like uh, I'm not in charge of the universe so I'm not able to, to like put the things together but I feel like it's it's almost always a someone sees how great you are and they've got you as the square peg and the, the opportunity that they have over here is this round hole and they're just trying to like stick it through yeah. and it may and I'm sure that in the moment it feels like uh, oh, maybe it's you and directing, but I I really don't think that's what it is. I think it's I think it's more of what Trevor's saying, which is that like, and this is 
you know, I don't want to just be this can, lame blowing smoke up Javen's ass I, I podcast. Yeah. But yeah, I, I take that under advisement. Yeah. But I, but I, <laughs> it makes sense to me. You know, I, but I do look at you as I, I look at you as a as someone with an animation vision, and that to me is 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 something that like it's that's a a rare enough thing that like absolutely. If I was in control of a thing, I would want to have you along that thing with me because I think that you 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 just because you're not the guy who comes in and 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 gets everybody on bended knee when you walk through the door uh that's just because they haven't seen what it is yet and when they see what it is you know like you don't imagine fucking Wes Anderson walked people used to make Wes Anderson cry you know what I mean like Wes Anderson's not fucking big man around town he just made fucking great movies, and by the time people caught on that they were great movies, yeah. now no one's got shit to say to him, you yeah. know. Yeah, but yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I hear you, and I don't want to. <laughs> but I don't want to pair it. Like I don't want to just pair it with the fuck Rob just said. But exactly, like exactly, and I have, um, I have, and I will continue as a producer, um, to seek you out as a director, um, and I have in the past, and I will continue yeah. continue to seek it out because my. Um, my instinct now and and even you know since eight years ago since we started working together um was like um you have this really fucking unique take on animation and i am fucking convinced that i still have not even seen um i haven't even seen what you can do yet like all the way so how's that for good cop good yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) and indie animation is a thing that is uh it is it is only kind of trickled and i think it's ready to happen now yeah um and that's where you belong you know um you not in the not in the halls of pixar you know oh yeah no (laughs) (laughs) we're javen incredible seven yeah yeah Yeah. no i mean not that you couldn't do that job but yeah i love seeing all the amazing stuff that people do like a shame of it in that regard is like yeah people who are really can do really amazing things and they do like an amazing thesis film out of college or whatever and then they get snapped up by Pixar or mm-hmm. wherever and you don't see their work again. no because they're one of 280 yeah. they're contributing but they're contributing on a yeah. Yeah, to this giant monolith. So, okay, that feeds into my general neurosis of I need to be working harder. Thanks, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'll, I'll uh, take that into account next time. I well, like the all paper. of these podcasts, <laughs> we're leaving this one as like a to be continued because we didn't even start talking about Anomalies. I mean, we oh, yeah. mentioned it, but I feel like that's a fucking podcast. Right. Yeah. Just okay. I'll just leave that out there is that when I left to manage Anomalisa, it. If it wasn't my first call, it was one of my first calls were um, was to Jave and Ivy. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know what I have to do. You tell me what I need to do, but I need you in Los Angeles. I need yeah. you on this movie. Yeah. And like, and that anyway, ride. that was good. That was, good that was a damn good ride. And you yeah. like, anyway, well, I mean, that's a whole nother podcast, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna, anyway. And then when you come back for that podcast, you know, that, that, that's your deadline. You got to be right. fucking working on some shit by then. <laughs> more, more you know, I think the moment, um, you know, the moment Netflix hands you, uh, or your lawyer a contract and you get that development money or, 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 um, uh, a television network hands you that contract. 
I think that voice in your head that's like, oh, I have trouble like finishing something will fucking go away because <laughs> right. you'll, your producer is going to be looking at yeah, you. Yeah, the yeah. fucking network's going to yeah. be looking at you and be yeah. like, oh, by the way, you are legally obligated. You're contractually obligated to produce work now. So, yeah, you right. You know, too. so get to work. Yeah. <laughs> right. Anyway. Cool. <laughs> anyway, dude, Javen, thank you so much for coming yeah, to my studio slash. I can't wait to hear more. Cabin I, I get porn. to tune into the rest of them and hear all uh, hear hear my other animation friends talk about amazing things. Yeah, yeah. you know all yeah. of them, man. Yeah. yeah, we've all worked together intimately. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, thank you again, and just to prove that I'm also into toys. This is my Star Wars collection. Yeah, I've been staring at them. So midway through, you 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 might have heard uh, Trevor go quiet for a minute, and he brought out all these Star Wars toys. Yeah, I just want everyone to know that you know you know who made these? No, Hot Wheels. Really? Oh, yeah. I was at Fred Meyer, and I was like, "You got to be shitting me!" I don't see an A wing. I'm not impressed yet. Got to have an A wing. No collection can be complete. I think maybe the A wings they, they just didn't make a lot yeah, of they them. Yeah, they get overlooked. I'm yeah. a nerd for so many things, and Star Wars is not one of them. <laughs> get out guys, of my house. Get out. You guys sound get, so nerdy right now. Get out of my house. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, Javen Ivy, thank you so much. Um, again, uh, people can Google My Paper Mind. Javen is a fucking genius, and um, you can see his work all over the place from Anomalisa to The Shivering Truth to um a shitload of commercials i think we should put together just a quick little like a blog page or something where we've got yeah. where we have some background stuff for guests and i think stuff i'm supposed I to think, yeah yeah i think I i'm think, supposed to do that yeah we'll have a website yeah because this is at this is point. all of this we makes will. so much more sense if yeah. you go and look at, at what javen does cool yeah so you know what just just google uh indie animation with trevor and rob and i'm sure something will come up on <laughs> on you porn or yeah. something yeah yeah exactly it'll be it'll be a link to javen's yeah. reel anyway uh rob thank you thank for you trevor coming over here yeah. my friend uh javen it's really good seeing you and i'm gonna play with my star wars toys that rob hates yeah all right see you guys next week